0: It's Tuesday. You know what that means. Welcome, one, welcome, more, welcome, all, into another brand new edition of Random Thoughts and Best Regards. I'm your host, TWE and I'm glad that you could join us this week. And we have got a great episode in store for you. Yes, we do. How is everybody? I hope everybody is well, well as can be. Hey, a couple of, well, more than a couple now, um, going back to last year, Season 1 of Random Thoughts and Best Regards, I had brought up that uh, there was a new He-Man series coming to Netflix. Uh, we, we talked about this last year when the show, I think it was only a few episodes uh, into Season 1, so only a few episodes into the existence of Random Thoughts and Best Regards. Of course, just last week, we had the anniversary episode, uh, the one-year mark for Random Thoughts and Best Regards. But here we are now in Season 2, and we get our first look at Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe reboot coming to Netflix this week. And I am so excited about it. If you remember, this, was the, uh, this is the animated series that I, I spoke of that will feature uh, Mark Hamill and Lena Headley. Uh, and it is just an all-star cast, and it is a revival of the classic '80s uh, animated series, a show that clearly I loved and was a huge fan of, uh, Masters of the Universe, featuring He-Man and Skeletor, and uh, it is coming back. As I mentioned, Netflix unveiled several photos from the reboot, reboot, reboot. That's the word I'm trying to get out there. Netflix unveiled several photos. Uh, from its reboot of Masters of the Universe animated series, and um, it's it's exciting. Um, as Kevin Smith said in talking about it this week, uh, our show is set up as the next episode in the legacy of the 80s animated series that aired from 1983 to 1985. Uh, this is a continuation of the story. We're playing with the original mythology and characters and revisiting and digging deeper into some of the unsolved storylines. Visually, we also made the conscious decision to lean into the Masters of the Universe line of toys for inspiration as well. And this is kind of what I'm really super duper excited about. If you remember and you go back and listen to the episode when we talked about this last year, uh, I I did say that this was going to be a continuation uh, in the series and and they were going to dig into sort of unsolved um, storylines and, and unsolved, um, you know, mysteries of the masters of the universe. And Kevin Smith has held true to that. And now we are on the precipice of being able to watch this. Um, and I'm really excited. Uh, the show hits the, uh, hits Netflix in July, beginning in July, you can start streaming the new animated, uh, He-Man master of the universe television series. And, um, yeah, July twenty third to be exact. Um, but prior to that, in June, uh, we also got a sneak peek of the toy line that's gonna drop. And I gotta tell you, I'm really excited about this because there is not a huge difference stylistically between the new Masters of the Universe toys and the toys that I played with as a child. There is there is a difference. Yes, there is difference stylistically but it's not a huge one. They've kind of held true um, to the essence of the toy line, the essence of the original cartoon, and I'm really excited. Um, You know, for me, the Masters of the Universe toy line, the He-Man toy line, um, was some of my favorite toys growing up, and I was a spoiled kid, man. I, 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 I had all the that i had all the toys um but and i had all the he-man toys i was really lucky i was really blessed i was a spoiled kid i remember um i always talk about the one christmas where like uh, it, it's i just it was so special to me um i was by my grandparents house it was christmas eve and, and I got Castle Grayskull. And, and I was just so, I was over the moon. I mean, Castle Grayskull. Um, I just, you don't know how much I love this cartoon. How I'd come home from school every day and, and, and watch it. Um, I just, I loved He-Man and the Master of the Universe. And that Christmas, um, when I got Castle Grayskull from my grandparents. Um, and then I went home. And, and uh, Christmas morning, I got Snake Mountain from from my other nana and then my parents had bought me this other i forget what it was but but it was this other uh maybe it was something to do with Eternia uh it was another gigantic like castle and i think it had to do something with Eternia and it had like a lion's head as the entrance uh, and the and the jaw would open and close on the lion, but it was a huge castle. And then I could put it all together with Snake Mountain and, and Castle Grayskull, and it was just wild. And I was over the moon excited. Uh, I mean, so many I have so many great Christmas memories, but that one really, uh, when I got all my He-Man toys, that one really jumps out at me. But even just just uh, even not just holidays, but I can still remember going. I remember one time my my parents took me to Toys R Us, and and I got. Um, Battle armor He-Man and Battle armor Skeletor, and it was so cool because you know Skeletor had the axe, and then I could hit He-Man on the chest, and and it would flip. It had like a roller. He-Man's chest had like a roller in it, as did Skeletor's, and it would flip, and there'd be like one slash across his chest, and then it would be like two slashes across his chest for the second one um, it was just so cool, and then, uh, there was another one where, um, I was, I was out with my mom, and she got me a power punch He-Man, where it's like, his arm kind of, you could wind up his arm, and then it flipped around, and did a punch, um, man, I tell you, I just, I, I loved, I loved it, loved it, loved it, I remember there was a store called Nationals, uh, where I grew up in Garfield, New Jersey, and, and I remember my, my, uh, grandmother taking me there, and me getting Ram Man, I don't know if you guys remember Ram Man, um, but, but that's where I got Ram Man from, from, uh, the, from this store called Nationals in New Jersey, um, you know, but Kmart, going to Kmart and getting He-Man toys with my, with my grandparents, uh, you know, going to Toys R Us or, uh, you know, all these different places with my parents and getting, getting different He-Man action figures. Um, I just, I loved it. Uh, I'm so excited for the toy line. Uh, we'll see, we'll see if Jonah will be into it. Um, you know, it would be cool if he was, but I, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe he will, or maybe he won't be into it. I don't know if he'll have that same passion, uh, as I do, and did about it, but we'll see, you know, I, I never expected him to have the same passion and love for Godzilla the way I do, and he's fully embraced Godzilla, so, so maybe lightning will strike twice, and, and maybe he'll love He-Man the same way his dad did, um, but I look forward to watching uh, what Kevin Smith does with this new Netflix series, and then, I, you know, of course, I'm excited about the toy line, we'll see what happens there, but I'm really, uh, really excited to dig into this new Masters of the Universe series, uh, coming to Netflix in July, again, July 23rd, uh, it starts streaming, you'll be able to check it out, um, we've got a lot of show coming at you today, uh, so I'm really excited about this episode, it's a great episode, we kicked it off with a bang here, talking about He-Man and the Masters of the Universe coming to Netflix, um, Coming up out of the break, I'm going to do uh, a little talk about the Olympics and COVID and the pandemic and everything else going on. Uh, it's going to encompass a few things. We're also going to talk about what's going on with the Yankees, uh, the New York Yankees, and their their uh, players who have uh, contracted COVID-19 after being uh, still even being vaccinated. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of COVID and Olympic talk coming up in this next segment uh, because it's interesting. We are we are two months out from the Olympics. Uh, Japan is at a two percent. You heard me right. Two percent uh, vaccination rate. Uh, uh, rate for their country. Um, and, and they're going into all kinds of lockdowns, uh, in hopes of, of pulling off the Olympics. Um, I've got a lot of questions and not a lot of answers, and I'm going to ask a lot of questions in the next segment when it comes to the Olympics. So, uh, stick and stay for that. Uh, and uh, the, the, big, the, the big part of the show today uh, most definitely will be Marvin and Terrence will join us and we will begin breaking down the NBA playoffs. It is a lot. There is a lot to discuss. The Western Conference is very interesting with some of the lower seeds being some powerhouse names. Uh, and uh, so that's that's going to be very interesting. We have the Eastern Conference. There's just so much to talk about. Uh, the NBA playoffs get underway this week. And uh, Marvin and Terrence will be here to give you a full breakdown along with myself. I'm excited about this show. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get into it. Don't go anywhere. Random thoughts and best regards. We'll be back in just a short short. And when we do come back, we will be talking about the olympics and what will happen over the next two months as we approach the summer games in japan stick and stay don't go anywhere random thoughts and best regards coming right back hi i'm dana and you might remember me from such random thoughts and best regards episodes as the great British bake off and
1: explaining true crime todd is as handsome as they come and has a voice to match And you're listening to Random Thoughts and Best Regards. Listen to in over a dozen countries on Apple,
0: Google, Spotify, and more. Go listen, laugh. So just prior to this segment, I was eating some Haribo gold bears, the sour ones. So basically sour gummy bears. I don't know if you've ever had these, but the Haribo brand, very famous obviously for their their gummy bears, but they have sour ones. And man... These things are so good, Uh, and I literally had to stop myself from, like, eating handfuls of them right now because I was like, okay, Todd, you have a segment that you have to do. You have to stop eating these sour gummy bears, but they're so good. Um, I just wanted to share that with you because the bag is now literally sitting, staring at me, and I really want to chomp on them right now, but that would make for, you know, an unpleasant listening experience for you guys, so um, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to power through this segment, and then I will have some more. So I wanted to talk about right now, um, let's do some coronavirus, COVID talk. Um, It's largely going to center around the Olympics in Japan, the summer games. Uh, But let's also talk about a little bit about what's going on here in the United States with some um, relaxing of guidelines from the CDC. And then, of course, we have the outbreak outbreak. Excuse me, amongst the New York Yankees in Major League Baseball with uh, eight of their players who were fully vaccinated, winding up testing positive for COVID. So let's kind of dig in to this a little bit and uh, let's start across the pond, so to speak, Uh, and uh, not Britain. I know we we think across the pond, we're normally meaning England, but uh, let's jump across the ocean and let's start over in Japan and uh, talk about the expanded a COVID state of emergency, uh, which happened this past week. So Japan has now gone into a state of emergency. Uh, It has gone from six areas to nine. Um, In the original six, of course, it included Tokyo. And now it has also uh, been increased to some outlying islands uh, in and around the area of Tokyo. Uh, The Olympics are just over two months away. And um, there's, there's a lot of pressure now. On the japanese government so the olympics are going to kick off uh on july 23rd and run until august 8th and um prime minister Suga has stressed his commitment to holding the game safely and this is kind of where i'm at the point now where i'm starting to be like is this even feasible is this even possible what is the reality that we can safely hold the olympic games in just under two months now on a multiple plateau of concern plateaus of concern um is because let's look at what's going on in Japan um recently again we've had the state of emergency which is called several things uh, it's basically a, a stay uh, a stay at home order basically it's it's a shutdown stay at home order uh for many of the areas surrounding Tokyo i i know um new japan pro wrestling had some events scheduled uh during this time period as well and they've had to cancel those events because of this uh this order and they don't want large gatherings and they don't want groupies because they want to slow the spread um and again prime minister Suga has stressed his commitment to holding the game safely looking to protect those living in japan and controlling the movements of foreign participants um all right i'm i'm not sure how you do that uh on 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 multiple levels um you're gonna have a lot of farm participants there uh they're gonna be intermingling and co-mingling even if it's not on a uh social level uh, on a competitive level they're gonna be intermingling and and and, uh you know and being in close quarters close competitions with each other there is possible for spread now i can assume And this is just an assumption on my part. I can assume that at least I'll speak on behalf of the United States, possibly uh, all of our athletes will be fully vaccinated. I can only assume that. But what if there is an athlete who is opposed to being vaccinated? Is it do you have to be vaccinated to go to the Olympics? Does anybody even know that? Like, what is the IOC stance on this? Has anybody even asked that question yet? Because I don't know it. I don't know an answer to it. Has the IOC made any kind of statement, any kind of doctrine, anything? Do you need to be vaccinated to show up at the Olympics? Um, and, and what if you are opposed to it? What if for a uh, religious belief or, or for a, uh, you know, if, if you have an uh, in, in autoimmune uh, reason or, you know, what if you have a reason that you don't want to be vaccinated is your olympic dream automatically over are you allowed to not go and compete um also what does that mean if you are allowed to go and compete and you aren't vaccinated what does that mean for everybody else are we separating vaccinated versus non-vaccinated in the olympic village and how how will that work how will that look like how will any of this look and and i just i don't know if we're there and i don't know if we could confidently hold a safe two-week event for these olympians and my fear is if we do this and we don't handle it well you're not talking about one country you're you're talking about multiple people from different countries possibly taking something back home with them so now here we go another spread amongst multiple countries that's my concern and my concern is um i guess maybe what the people of japan are starting to feel uh, only 2% of the public in japan is fully vaccinated 2% of the japanese population okay now 35% of the u.s vaccine of the u.s population is vaccinated and we're acting like there's no more coronavirus we're easing restrictions we're out here it's party time right 35 percent. so we're not even at half of our population being vaccinated and we're like party time woohoo nobody needs to wear masks anymore um cdc having a party um but japan two percent of the public man two percent of the public is fully vaccinated and we are going to have the Olympics there on July 23rd? Sounds like a powder keg to me. I don't know about anybody else, but uh, I, I've got questions. I, I've, I've definitely got questions. Um, a petition was submitted uh, outlining money spent on the games and, and how that would be better used uh, to aid the Japanese people in uh, in financial need due to the pandemic and i believe this had over 3500 uh or excuse me three hundred and fifty thousand signatures on it um so it's definitely picking up some steam there's a lot of frustration amongst the japanese population about the slow rollout of the vaccine and and where we where we go with it and, and what happens next um you know they they talk about prime minister suga stresses his commitment to holding the game safely. And yet there's been a slow rollout to the vaccine over there in Japan and only 2% of the population is fully vaccinated. Um, Currently, uh, Japan as a country um, is reporting 700 new cases, or see me, I'm all over over the place on my numbers now. Uh, Japan as a country is currently reporting 7,000 new cases daily. Uh, So that's kind of a a rough estimate. But uh, Japan currently estimating uh, about 7,000 new cases daily. And again, we're going to invite people from all over the world, not just athletes. You're going to have media covering the game. You're going to have uh, a lot of people, trainers, coaches, um, a lot of people just converging on Tokyo, Japan, For the Olympic Games, and I'm not even sure that I understand or know what the protocol for vaccination is yet. Now, if somebody is out there and they know it, feel free to let us know at the show um what it is because i've been trying to look and see what the ioc stance is and then i'm trying to figure out if everybody needs to be vaccinated um also now i mean you know if there are athletes who aren't vaccinated um we need to it needs to hurry up and, and get done because you need to have your first and second shot and then two weeks after that to be fully vaccinated so i feel like we're in the time crunch right now like we're two months out If you're not vaccinated yet for the Olympics, I feel like we're in the time crunch right now for that. And then what happens if you are not vaccinated Um, again? Are you still allowed to come and compete? Are you still going to be tested? Like, how's that going to work? Are you going to be tested daily? I'm sure everybody's going to be tested. I'm sure even vaccinated athletes, or at least I would assume I won't use the word sure, but I would assume that even vaccinated athletes will be tested, even if it's periodically. But I'm sure there will be testing for covid at the olympic games but how is this all gonna work and again my fear is just what if what if it is just carried out afterwards to other countries we have the different variants variants different strains um again not trying to be negative nancy i love the olympics and i want the olympics to happen But I think at some point we have to pause and look at the reality of it and wonder what the feasibility of this is in all reality. Maybe I'd feel a lot more comfortable if Japan had a better grip on this right now. Um, And maybe in the next month, I'll see numbers that make me feel otherwise. You know, we are still two months out. So maybe the shutdown order will help. Maybe the rollout will increase with the vaccination. Maybe that fully vaccinated number will come up. But I mean, right now we are sitting at 2% of the Japanese public being fully vaccinated. And we're going to have the Olympics there in two months with people from all over the world coming. And again, again, we are the United States, right? A lot of people consider us the leader right now in, in a way things are going I mean granted it's we had a rough go there with, with old Donnie boy as president but you know as far as as the vaccine goes a lot of people are considering us the leader hey we're only 35% fully vaccinated like we're not even at the 50% mark for our population we're only at 35% so what does this mean for other countries and are they gonna have the opportunity to to go and compete and and, and do it healthy and, and and everything else I mean you, you look at a country like India is India going to send an Olympic team and are they going to be fully vaccinated? And is it going to be safe for them to travel? Like I, there's so, I have so many, so many questions uh, about how this happens and, and how this works. And, and meanwhile, like I said, you know, here in the United States, we're sitting at 35% of, uh, of the total population vaccinated. So that's roughly about uh, 118 million Americans who are, who are fully vaccinated. And, you know, the CDC, we're relaxing guidelines over here we're like hey you know the cdc actually said this week the science is clear if you are fully vaccinated you are protected and you can start doing the things that you stopped doing because of the pandemic and you know i i i get it i'm I myself am fully vaccinated i have um started to kind of somewhat relax i haven't got cdc relaxed yet um but yeah i mean i i do there are certain areas now where i don't wear my mask if i'm outside um you know and, and i but i still wear it in crowded areas i still wear it, you know at work like i just i'm not going to take that risk i am fully vaccinated but we all know that that doesn't mean immunity fully there's a difference between immunity and fully vaccinated we're still learning we're still learning how long this vaccination is going to last for if we're going to need boosters or not you know we may not we may be only you know immune for a certain amount of time and then we may be susceptible again to it and that's when the boosters will come into play like there's just a lot that we don't know yet um and we're over here and we're saying you know hey it's time to to go back to normal it's you know it's You don't have to wear your mask here or there anymore or you know we're going to go on the honor system and if you we're not going to ask you if you've been vaccinated but if you've been vaccinated it's okay for you to do this or that and there is a high level of concern um because there is there are two groups really uh, which is kind of the focus you have children and the uh immunocompromised who can't be vaccinated yet whether they want to be or not they can't be vaccinated yet and by relaxing these restrictions there's a lot of people that feel you're still putting those two groups at great jeopardy without really caring and i can't say that i don't agree with that because i kind of do i mean we're, we're saying that you know it's okay for for the um for the vaccinated people to go back to this way of life um and that's 118 million americans so that's 35 percent of the population um but again that's not even half the population. So there's half the population that is still out there, not vaccinated. And you know that even if it's half of half of that, they're gonna be like, well, I'm not wearing a mask anymore. This is bullshit. Um, you know, that's that's unfortunately just the way it is, right? That's, that's what's gonna happen. We have that bravado in, in this country, people who don't wanna believe the science. Um, and so even if it's half of the portion that isn't vaccinated, they're they're either going to lie and say they are vaccinated just so they can go back to doing things the way they want to do it. Or they're just going to be like, well, I'm not doing it. I'm not wearing a mask. Uh, they're going to interpret and twist what the CDC said into what they want it to mean. And, and that's how they're going to go about it. And that's going to put children uh, under the age of 12 and the um, you know, compromised at risk. All very interesting. Then you look at the fact of the New York Yankees the instance with the new york yankees and this is what i mean about we're still learning we don't know what our immunity is uh to this yet with the vaccine and you you look at what's going on with the new york yankees so for those who don't know new york yankees major league baseball team uh eight yankees tested positive for covid 19 after being fully vaccinated this becomes interesting because all eight of them Received the J and J vaccination, which is the one-shot J and J vaccination, and in research study, it was proven that multiple shots with multiple shots of J and J, you had a better resistance to coronavirus. But it was marketed as a one-shot treatment, and it's still not to say that it won't it wouldn't uh, protect you because it will, and obviously these eight players who were fully vaccinated with j and j and still got coronavirus um they didn't get um a severe case of corona uh they they weren't hospitalized in fact, they're all asymptomatic, so all eight of them are asymptomatic uh and and weren't no need to be hospitalized um but still they they all had either a breakthrough variant or were learning something about the j and j vaccine right, and that's why the cDC is now interested in this. Um, and one of the large questions is, uh, were all eight exposed at once or did one get it and pass it to the other? So there's kind of even going back to, to kind of my Olympic thing, right? You know, uh, we, we don't know if, if people are, uh, you know, uh, J and J Pfizer, Moderna, you know, you have some other country. So AstraZeneca, like not everybody's going to receive the same vaccination. So the question then becomes, um, can there be breakthroughs and you know were again the question with the Yankees is were all eight exposed at once or did one get it and then pass it to the others uh, that's a very interesting question um, so I, I don't know you know or was this just a breakthrough variant um, it could have very well been just a breakthrough variant and luckily they're all same asymptomatic and they were able Um, you know, to not be hospitalized. And that's the thing. I think when you think about the vaccine, you have to realize uh, this isn't a a cure-all. This isn't saying, again, this isn't immunity from it. You could, I I mean, I'm vaccinated with Pfizer. I have a higher percentage, uh, I I believe by the numbers uh, in in looking at it, uh, Pfizer has a higher percentage of stopping uh, COVID-19 than J&J. But it doesn't mean I can't still get it. I can still get it, but my body may process it differently. My, I may be asymptomatic or I may only have mild, uh, a mild case. It's not going to be as severe as if I was completely unprotected. Uh, I understand that. I completely understand that. I knew that going in and that's the risk I take and I'd rather be partially protected than not protected at all. And I've said that right along. And I think if you listen to the show, you understand that. Um, but in just tying this all back i just think it's a lot especially now like with this whole yankee scenario there's a lot to think about uh for the olympics Um, uh, because again we can have athletes who are fully vaccinated and we could have a scenario like the new york yankees where they're still getting it they're still contracting it um this is all all very interesting um this to me the situation with the yankees is fascinating and and should rightfully so be looked into uh if nothing else from a science standpoint we need to understand um why this happened with the with the yankees uh you know was it j and j or was it something more um you know because those are things we want to know if we know about it then then maybe we can can look at the j and j vaccine and maybe say okay well people are going to need a booster then um you know so there's a lot of science involved here it's going to be very interesting um and the olympics may just being like a petri dish uh that's that's my concern um you know this the olympics may be like one big gigantic science experiment i don't know if that's a good thing um and it just makes me very leery when i see that only two percent of the japanese population um is vaccinated and the rollout is so slow. And, and and I think about here in the United States, you know, 35% of the country is vaccinated. And, and that's not, you know, so not even half of the country, only 50, you know, not even 50% of the country is fully vaccinated, only 35%. And, and we are two months away from the Olympics. And we are two months away from multiple countries sending, you know, athletes, support groups, media, everything else, uh, descending on Tokyo, Japan, um, It's going to be interesting. I am very curious to see if this actually happens or not. Uh, But we will definitely stay on top of this story and uh, keep you updated as we progress closer to the summer games of Tokyo, if and when they happen. All right, right now on Random Thoughts and Best Regards, it is time to go ahead and break down the NBA playoffs, which will get underway this week. And who better to do that? You should already know if you didn't know. Your AWS better call somebody. Please welcome to the show the only people who can help break down the NBA with me, Terrence and Marvin. Gentlemen, welcome.
1: Good to be here. Looking yep. forward to the discussion.
0: To the discussion. It's exciting. Let's, exciting. It is exciting, right? Um, let's not waste any time. Uh, um, we're gonna talk about the East. We'll give the East their spotlight later, but let's go out west, because I've just got so much to talk about out west. And uh I, I hope that you guys do as well. Um first of all, um Let's, let's start with what we've got. Let's have, How about go with that? We'll start with what we got. The number one seed out west is the Utah Jazz, followed by number two, the Phoenix Suns, number three, the Denver Nuggets, number four, the Los Angeles Clippers, number five, the Dallas Mavericks, number six, the Portland Trailblazers. In the play-in positions, at number seven, we have the Los Angeles Lakers, number eight, the Golden State Warriors, number nine, the Memphis Grizzlies, who I sometimes actually forget are in the NBA, and number 10, the San Antonio Spurs. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it is ten versus seven and eight versus nine in the play-ins. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So with that said, gentlemen, potentially. How about this? I'll just don't you don't have to go into details. I'm gonna give you the play in games and you just you each give me your winner of the playing games. Don't you don't have to go into detail, just give me your winners. So ten versus seven is Spurs versus Lakers. Marvin, who do you have in that one? Lakers. Okay. Terrence? Lakers. Okay. And eight versus nine is Warriors and Grizzlies. Marvin, who you got? Warriors. Terrence? Warriors. Okay. So that gives us then a playoff field of, and again, I'll go in order starting at number one the Utah Jazz, the Phoenix Suns, the Denver Nuggets, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Dallas Mavericks, the Portland Trail Blazers, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Golden State Warriors. Now, That gives us a potential first round matchups of 1 versus 8, Jazz and Warriors, 2 versus 7, Suns and Lakers, uh, 3 versus 6, Nuggets and Trailblazers, and 4 versus 5, Mavericks, Blazers. One of the reasons why I'm so infatuated by the West is, I I mean, obviously, the, the West, we would contend that perhaps the West is the most... I hate to use the word star-studded because there are stars throughout the league, but um, I feel the top half could potentially be in a lot of trouble. Like Those matchups for 1, 2, and 3 are not easy, to my opi- you know, my opinion, are not easy matchups and could wind up being more difficult. And when you're a top seed, you've played all season long to earn that kind of, I don't want to say respite, but... To earn the easier games and the easier matchups to kind of help you get in and out of a series quick so that you can rest up and progress throughout the playoffs. Um I I look at and I'll get your opinions on these in a second. I look at I'll start at three versus six with the Nuggets and the Trailblazers. Um I I think i think it's a winnable series for the nuggets but it would not shock me to me that is like an upset alert because if dame is dame and mccullum is playing um the war the nuggets excuse me are gonna have to you know whether jokic is the mvp or not they're gonna need that help from porter and um uh what's his name the dude from the magic now that i'm forgetting uh, Gordon, uh, Gordon, <laughs> Gordon. Um, Gordon, and you know even even Rivers, like they're going to need all hands on deck, my opinion, um, to beat this Blazers team. And ironically enough, as as I'll, I say it, I'll own it. As much as I joke about Carmelo Anthony being Mister First Round. um <laughs> this could potentially be an opportunity for him to get out of the first round not that he's going to do anything to impact that but he could potentially (laughs) be on a team finally uh that gets him out of the first round that's a scary matchup as 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 a nuggets fan i'm not crazy about that matchup um then i'm going to go through each of these and i'll let you guys give me your opinion. um if if and i still don't know the answer to this question if the lakers are healthy and you have a healthy uh, AD and LeBron the uh, Suns are going to lose in the first round like that's the that's the end of my breaking this series down like and I don't know this yet and we'll get the answer in a couple of days but if LeBron and AD are healthy Suns great season but you're out in the first round um and then the Jazz I think the Jazz can beat the Warriors um but I think it will be more of a fight than the Jazz will ever want in the first round um and did you guys see Steph Curry today <laughs> um yeah. he's playing at another level right now so um you guys rock paper scissor it out who wants to go first um and just kind of break down what we're looking out looking at out west and what you see
1: uh, i got some notes already <laughs>
0: <Uh-oh>, go ahead <laughs> no. he's got he's got notes too you can't you can't it's hard to trump that i would,
1: right. I would so if if the, i would if i'm the fin- if i'm utah i would probably much rather Play like, hope, hope Portland drops down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No, like you know, you hope that I guess they can't play the Lakers. If, you, you probably, yeah, they, you want Utah to drop to the two seed. If I'm, Utah, <laughs> I'm gonna be the two seed, so I'd rather Utah if I'm Utah to play the Lakers instead of playing the Warriors mm-hmm. because I think against the Lakers, don't shoot the three as well as Golden State, yeah. And the Lakers like to play big, which and Rudy Gobert I think would like that matchup against uh, against Drummond because Drummond's not mm-hmm. going to do anything. Now he might not like the matchup against AD because AD can take him outside. But the Lakers don't shoot a lot of threes, so if I'm if I'm Utah, yeah, if I'm Utah, I really play the Lakers. And if I'm Phoenix, maybe the Warriors is a better matchup for you because it's it's going to be a run game. It's you be
0: could be run fun. with them. I agree with you. On that. And
1: Booker and can can score and Paul can score. Um, Denver. I think I think Denver also. I think Denver will probably match up better against the Lakers. I don't know because Jokic did not look good against AD last year. Mm-hmm. That was a bad matchup. But I think they'll take their chances against the Lakers as well. Then they'll go against Portland because you don't know which Portland team – will show up at what time.
0: And to be fair, and this is the thing, and I'll, I'll let you get right back on it, but, you know, as you look at each, especially these three teams with the Trailblazers, I don't know, really know what I have yet because Lillard's been so up and down. And granted, a lot of that's been due to injury and and time, like Lillard's been so up and down. So, you know, is he going to hit his stride now? Same thing with the Warriors. They've been so up and down. And, and we see Steph, are they going to hit their stride now? And, you know, Lakers, if they're healthy, they're the defending champions. So it's just wild to me the way the bottom of, of the... The bracket, so to speak, is, has turned out out west.
1: It, it's it's scary because you don't know if, if you, it's a weird top seed because they're not the strongest you know, on paper, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. History, they're not the strongest top seeds that we've seen in the West, but they're good because they're the top seeds in the West. Yeah. It's just the bottom seeds are your bottom seed is going to be the Warriors who have championship experience. Mm-hmm. And then you got the Lakers who have championship experience. And you don't want to be in a, you know, in a, game six or seven of going against AD and LeBron, well, or that's
0: just it in the first round you don't want to have to go seven games and I think I think the top three seeds are potentially looking at that if not a loss
1: oh no yeah they can easily and without a, a fair home court advantage still mm-hmm. and then so then you, then the the one that no one we're not even talking about is the Clippers and Mavs
0: I'm so glad you went there because I was going to say I feel like the one team that could potentially benefit from all this could potentially be the clippers it's i don't clippers. know if that's exactly where you were going but it could the, it could yeah, be the, the second clippers. round
1: matchup for them if they get past the Mavs, which i think the Mavs and clippers is going to be a dog fight mm-hmm. but but the inner second round matchup if everything holds for form will be the winner of utah the warriors i think the clippers will take that i think they mm-hmm. match up. i think the clippers match up well against the warriors and and uh in utah i think they kind of have trouble against phoenix because the size inside but yeah clippers might have a it's not a clear path but it's a path at least to the western finals
0: they've got a i feel and that's the thing i feel like they have a very beneficial path to to make some headway just because it is such a tough road for the i i, I mean again i maybe i am over exaggerating and you know i'm sure t will jump in here in a little bit and give his opinion but i i don't i honestly don't remember a recent time where the top seeds we kind of were worried about them this way like it's like yeah, all right. It might be you know, it might it might give them a challenge, but they'll be fine. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> I guess that's what it is, right? I guess that's what it is. It's it's three teams that we just we don't trust, and then when you look at the bottom of the bracket. But again, too, I just think the wild card there is we don't there there is um there is so much potential there in the bottom. There's so much star power there in the bottom, and they don't get me wrong, Utah has their star. Uh, Phoenix has their star. Denver has their star. But we just we we didn't see a lot. We didn't see healthy AD and LeBron all season long. We didn't see healthy Dame all season long. Hell, we didn't see healthy McCollum for that matter all season mm-hmm. long. Um, yeah. You know, then then you go to the the Warriors and were they just kind of trucking along? And now you know with with Steph being Steph and having a chip on his shoulder and. Maybe this is what he needed, and who knows? Maybe Jokic Jokic wins the MVP, and Steph gets even more pissed off and starts dropping, you know, fifty on people. Um, I don't know what's going to happen there, but maybe Draymond starts playing. T's boy has been stepping up night after night, so you know, you just—I I don't know. It's 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 wild out west. It is it is, um, you know, the, the wild wild west to quote to quote Will Smith there. T, what when you look out west, what are what are your what are you seeing through your eyes?
3: um yeah
0: the, the
3: the top three seasons are in trouble like you guys said uh I this is this has got to be the uh the clippers year um <laughs> let, the, if, let if it's not <laughs> let the big dogs knock each other off and then you know you just kind of coast in um
0: I. do we uh, trust Tyron Lue as a coach yet though
3: Nah, not, that's my only... not on the team. <laughs>
0: that's my only <laughs> um, that's still my only hesitation there. Um but
3: go ahead. And then <laughs> I, I just don't uh I mean if to State gets in, if if y'all Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy Wiggins.
0: First of all, it's like, not y'all Wonder Boy. <laughs> it's it's our and, Wonder Boy and, team. We all and, own him, okay?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we we know how he shows up in big games, but that's another he, that's a discussion hey, for another day. Hey. Um <laughs>
0: FOE, family over everything Once you're a part of the family, you're part of the family team. Yeah,
3: that's true So is Brennan Green But, <laughs> um, but yeah but, uh, <laughs> but I do Like this this Denver-Portland matchup I think that might be Seven games uh, I do believe Mello will show up oh, come on <laughs> of course, you know, I mean, of course I'm going to
0: need you to make serious Serious stop, analytical please. talking points Here the,
3: You know Mel is going to show up to
0: the arena and then he's going to sit on the bench (laughs) is what he's going to do. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. He will show up. He will show up to the arena. There will be a pass for him. He will sit on the bench. You are correct. Yeah.
3: Tough crowd. (laughs) Okay. But (laughs) I do like that game Phoenix. I don't, I haven't really watched enough of them this season to really trust their resume, but I mean, they are two for a reason. So we'll see what they do. Um, But all in all, I just, uh, sadly, I don't give Dallas a shot. Uh, it may go six games, but mm-hmm. like I said, if I west, like, this is a Clippers year. This is i let everybody else knock each other off and then y'all just kind of mm-hmm. coast in.
0: I do though, you know, to, to your point, and, I, and I've said it before, that the the, the, the Trailblazers-Nuggets matchup isn't, you know, uh, clearly if Jamal Murray's there, this is a different series. I don't think that goes without mm-hmm. saying, but uh, now I, yeah, I mean I do feel, I do feel they're in jeopardy and and, and Portland, I'll tell you, it's here though. I mean, there too. Portland's another franchise. I feel like either you either do something this year or you, you look at changing things up because there too, right? Um, you know, it's. But I feel like this might be their chance. This might be their chance to kind of make some waves. Um, you know, again, as much as I joke with Melo and everything else, this might be their chance to kind of get out of the the first round, and then just depending on what happens above, you know, they they may have an opportunity. Again, I I feel this the clippers to me are sitting the prettiest right now um mm-hmm. yeah. but for that matter you know i would say i would say the lakers are also sitting pretty honestly but i don't know because it is just boiling down to one game right like they need to win to get in right it is just a one game right. playing so anything can happen in one game i mean we're talking about a healthy ad and and a healthy um You know a healthy LeBron but if they don't if they don't win that game against the Grizzlies or excuse me against the Spurs then this is a whole different thing so now let's play devil's advocate here um Spurs Jazz I think goes to the Jazz Mm -hmm. right if it should happen if 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 the Lakers lose uh it's Spurs Jazz and and I think the the um the Jazz win that and grizzlies Suns. i think the suns win that as well so i think these playoff games are pretty huge right if you're the one in the two right now like you definitely have your you know denver we know it is what it is denver's getting portland no matter what happens um right. but if you're if you know you're devin if you're uh devin booker right that's his name devin booker yep all right and uh if you're mitchell uh at utah i mean you're you're sitting in front of these games this week and, and you're you're pulling for this you know respectively you're pulling for the spurs and and the grizzlies right like those.
1: there's no guarantee. Yeah. You know, they still got Lakers. Still have to. If Portland loses today, Portland's a playing game. That's true. And the Lakers win, of That's course, because they mm-hmm. play. Portland played Denver tonight. So, or who's gonna play Koi in that game? Do they play to win, or does Denver just say, "I don't care. I, I'm gonna play one of those teams. I'm, I'm gonna rest mm-hmm. my players."
0: Well, I think for Denver, I think Denver needs to win to hold on to three i think huh. the clippers get three if denver doesn't win so there is a bit of play here still you know we're obviously doing this on a sunday night the east is set we'll talk about the east in in a minute the east is locked in there is still a bit of play um denver is denver and the clippers are currently sitting tied denver needs De, denver has the denver has the tiebreaker um over the Clippers, so they they currently have the same record at forty-seven and twenty-four. Denver has a tiebreaker, but Denver also needs to win tonight um, in order to hold on to that three. Okay. Otherwise, they would they would flip flop.
1: Yeah, then, yeah. If I'm Denver, I might
2: flip flop. Right? No,
0: like, hey, you know what, Clippers? I, I mean, you're right, Marvin, and that's where the you know people don't like to talk this way but let's be honest it's a professional sport and that's where that's where kind of the the mental aspect comes in right like do you just play who's ever put in front of you or do you are you looking at this and saying hey you know what we match up way better against the mavericks or hey you know what we know a lot more about dallas than we do about a healthy portland team like i you know Denver.
1: if i'm Denver, i'm I'm, i want to play dallas because not not that you to win anything can happen in a seven game series and they they're a good team too. Mm-hmm. But you, you you all look at who, who Jok, Jokic have to play against. He plays better against Dallas because they don't have they can't stretch the floor with him. I don't think they're I mean they, they got that that the big guy they have that can shoot, he's not gonna score forty in the game. Now if he's playing against, you know, Clippers, they can go small and spread out five guys and one guy who whoever he's guarding get hot and change that series. But in I don't think Dallas has that type of player that can that can cause Jokic problems mm-hmm. on the defensive end. If I'm Denver, um, I play the first quarter just to get some some lather, and I'm done. <laughs> I'll, let my, I'll let my bench come in and play. And, and...
3: And then play it out. And the Clippers they play OKC tonight, so I mean, you are you are probably seeing them for a quarter. And...
1: No, Clippers might do the same thing. Clippers might move back. Yeah themselves. Clippers, Clippers like probably, that. Clippers probably saying the
0: same thing. <laughs> Clippers like, hey, no, it's good. We want Dallas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're no. both of these teams. Clippers, Clippers, and Dell and Denver are going to score like 50 points tonight, and <laughs> there's going to be like <laughs> scoreboard watching. Oh,
2: well. No,
1: yeah, I, I think Clippers and Denver both going to try to throw the game tonight, and mm-hmm. Clippers, Clippers got a better chance. Of, I mean, I guess Denver got the better chance of throwing the game because they're going against a better team. Clippers still might yeah. win the game against. Alabama.
0: Well, the problem, I'll tell yeah. you what. If both of them if both of them throw the game, it favors the Clippers because Denver has a tiebreaker. So if they finish with the same record, Denver will automatically go to three because they have the tiebreaker. Yeah, uh, so they're uh, so to, yep. So the Clippers honestly, Clippers don't have to win tonight. They can they can just you know they could just rest and stay at that you know four because no matter really what happens for them. They could potentially stay at that four because even if Denver loses, they have the same record and Denver has a tiebreaker. Um Denver needs the Clippers to win actually in order to flip <laughs> down. In order to flip down, Denver needs to lose and have the Clippers win. And if I'm yeah. the Clippers, I'm like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. No, nah, yeah.
1: I I think I think we I think we know the seeding. And I think Utah or Phoenix should go out and try to win. I mean they they one or two, they need to keep winning.
0: Yeah, keep you want to you want to keep momentum and keep you don't want to go in on a down note when you know what I mean especially if right. you got to go in and face um the Lakers or the Warriors you know I guess maybe because it's new these play-in games are, are fascinating to us maybe not maybe just to me but um of the matchups I mean I know you gave me your predictions of that but do you I mean who do you think has a of those two matchups so of the Spurs Lakers and Warriors Grizzlies who do you think of the two lower seeds who do you think has a better chance at an upset? Do you think the Grizzlies or the Spurs have a better chance of an upset? Uh, Grizzlies, Grizzlies, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Grizzlies played the Warriors kind of tough today, right?
3: I mean, yeah, it was a
0: good game. Yeah, I, I mean, it took Steph scoring what fifty for them to win, just by whatever it wound up being, six or seven. Six.
1: Or yeah, seven, I think the Grizzlies have a, a great shot, and then I think if, if the Grizzlies, you will. I mean, if you're if you're in Utah. You're hoping.
0: Oh, you're salivating at that. The Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Because the Grizzlies going to beat you one game, maybe mm-hmm. two lucky ones, you know, lucky second game. But you're going to win that. I think they'll win that going away. Grizzlies,
0: I'll tell you what. Grizz, Grizzlies, Utah reminds me of Milwaukee and Orlando last year when, like, Orlando won one game and everybody was excited that Milwaukee's like, yeah, okay, we're done playing. And mm-hmm. it just <laughs> took, them, took them out. I think that's what that Grizzlies series would be like. I think you're right, Marvin. They might yeah. get a game.
1: And the reason why you don't want to play the the Golden State Warriors is because Steph can score at will when he gets hot, and that right, and that's scary.
0: Yeah, I mean, granted, you you're you're in a series now. I mean, once and once you get out of these play-ins, these play-ins are scary for you know not scary, but I mean, I feel the play-in favors the Warriors because they can just go off and get hot, and then you know they're mm-hmm. in. Um, so that type of atmosphere favors them. But then in a the series, it's just how long can they sustain their hotness. But if they can sustain it, that's when they become scary. And we've seen them do it, you know, in the past. And just the question is, we, you know, we find out how how motivated is Steph Curry. I think this is the, fa- the fascinating narrative, right? I mean, this guy is, is you know, uh, multiple-time MVP, multiple-time NBA champion, multiple-time scoring champion now. And people still doubt him and people say he can't do it on his own. And now I'm not saying he's gonna win the championship this year and do it on his own, but you know, how far does this how far does his motivation and this fire carry him? Um, you know, we saw people forget. We saw it, we lived it, we had to play him when he was at Davidson. He carried Davidson damn far into the NCAA tournament when he was motivated. So
1: and we ran th- to him. this
0: guy is capable of it. Like, he's hey, capable of it. I don't know Ty, why people doubt him so much.
1: we got to do a correction on this playing game. Okay. And then oh. we, just, we go on the fly. So the correction is this. The 7-8 plays each other first. Golden State uh. Lakers play.
0: Oh, God. Oh. And
1: the nine ten plays, and the loser of seven eight plays a winner of nine ten for the eighth seed.
0: Oh, so they gotta so, play twice?
1: If so, you if you lose. So if okay, so the Lakers seven so the So if the so if Lakers beat Golden State in the 7-8 game, Lakers are the 7 seed, then the 8 seed lost, and they play the well, winner of the 9-10 game.
0: Well, that was a that was a fun half hour of Fantasy Island there. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> So okay, so wait. So the Lakers and the Warriors are playing each other. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the winner and and the Grizzlies and the Spurs are playing each other.
2: Yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the winner?
1: So the winner of, of those
0: games play each other?
1: No, the seven if the so the winner of the seven eight game is the 7 seed. The loser, okay. the, so the loser plays the winner of the
0: 9-10. Ah, so they're not completely out. The, no. then the one one okay okay I get yeah, it. The loser, the two, sorry two the loser the loser of the higher seed games is not completely out then no so, yeah. all right well and that doesn't change it a lot because it still could potentially be lakers warriors at seven and eight um
1: because it was just awesome playing game that is an yeah, awesome playing game but it could
0: it could flip though it could flip and be the warriors at eight because let's be honest I think the Warriors could beat in a one game situation if Steph is hot. I think the Warriors can beat the Lakers.
1: I'm picking the I'm picking the Warriors to win that game. I'm picking the Warriors to be the yeah. 7 seed. I'm, and yeah. I pick the Lakers to beat the uh Grizzlies for the 8 seed and then they get to play Utah.
0: <laughs> so that then does change it a little. We still kind of have the same players. Um but yeah, then that puts the spin on matchup wise. If you're if you're the Suns, you breathe a sigh of relief with the Warriors. Um, although, I, again, it's Steph, and that could be dangerous. If that's a nightmare scenario for the Jazz,
2: I think that, I, I, I
1: like the Jazz man. If I'm the Jazz, I like the Lakers matchup, just like I told you. Because even if
0: LeBron, I mean, again, even if LeBron, and I'm not saying I'm not even going to say LeBron is healthy, because I I, I don't think healthy. I don't know if he can be healthy right now honestly cuz I don't know how we none of us know how serious this injury was. Same thing with AD, we don't really it's been smoke and mirrors. Um but re, even with that, even with AD and LeBron on the floor, you still like the Jazz in that series?
1: Yeah, because um uh, only because Lakers tend to play the, the coach for the Lakers he I, he plays kind of he coaches kind of weird. He mm-hmm. still will play big too long sometimes. Okay. I think if you play big. That plays into Utah's favor because because drumming cannot, drums like not going to do anything with with the Gasol or
0: not. Go there. Go there. Yeah. But if he plays um,
1: small and put AD at the five, that's a matchup problem for Gobert because AD takes him outside.
0: Mm. So go ahead, uh, T. I was going to ask you your opinion. So. Is it
3: locked about. in because uh the Lakers and Portland are both in that forty one and thirty and they both played tonight. night, so it could still be some flux it could still be so some we're fluctuation. St- we're, okay. we're
0: doing we're still doing a lot of speculating here. Um, with the West. When we get to the East, right. the East is locked in. Um, we're still speculating on the West. We know we yeah. know who's guaranteed. We know the ten teams guaranteed. They could flux a little still.
3: Right, okay. Uh
2: uh. I, I don't want to see, I want, I want to see the Lakers. <laughs> I don't want to see the Lakers first round. I don't
3: care what team it is. Right. I don't
1: want to steal. You got to pick me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm Utah. I'm not saying you bring the Lakers on. I'm saying that you can find a matchup. We can find in a seven game series, you can find different matchups. You prefer to play the Grizzlies. You're like, I played this whole year to get the one seed, and, and the team that will get luck up is a freaking four seed. Uh, Clippers will be the luckiest team because they don't have to
0: yeah. play. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, right. <laughs> how the Clippers the Clippers really got lucky. Dumb luck, man. God bless them, in a way. Know, um, and we're, and
1: we're just, and we're just uh, pissing on the, the Mavs. We are.
2: Uh, yeah,
0: but I, I mean, think they've earned that this year. They haven't shown us any kind of fire this year. Now, granted, they're sitting at the five seed, so you're right. They're, maybe we should put more stock in them. But have they really showed us any kind of fire or desire to win this year? To me, they haven't. No. They've just been out there playing. Like, eh, whatever. It's-
3: is uh Prosingus is he healthy? Like I haven't really heard anything about him this season.
1: It don't matter if he's healthy because
3: be no, no, don't hate on uni. don't hate on Uni, hate on
0: The best ability available. I, I love it, Marvin. It doesn't matter
3: if he's hurt because he's <laughs> healthy.
0: He's just gonna get her. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, I mean the Clippers and and hey, the, again, like I said, the Clippers Clippers are listen. There's no lock that the Clippers are going to beat the Mavericks we are saying and I think we'd agree we are saying the Clippers should beat the Mavericks but I don't think there's any guarantee that they will again because we got to see he's not he's not here to yell through the phone but we got to see if (laughs) Ricardo's (laughs) boy playoff P actually decides to show up this year um it's 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 fascinating um, the West, and again, there's still some flux. Um, so again, this, this first thirty minutes or so could have, could be Fantasy Island because you know we could be right. looking at at the Trailblazers and and the Warriors, and then you know same thing. Then Denver is looking at the Lakers at number three, and I don't want to see you don't want to see them either at, at, at you know that seven three match or that three seven matchup. That's not a good matchup either for for Denver. Um, if you're let's let's go with the hypotheticalness here um if the lakers somehow wind up at 8 and this is kind of wild cuz we they could go anywhere between 6 and 8 right now <laughs> but <laughs> but if they do wind up at 8 if all, if everything stays the same let's say um except for the flip flop and the warriors go to 7 and 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 the lakers stay at 8 um do you go like, if you're the Lakers, who do you have LeBron guard? Uh, and if you're the Jazz, do you go at him. Uh, clearly, you go at him right away, right? I mean, you gotta you gotta have Mitchell or somebody go at him right away to test the ankle or whatever the lower leg injury is, right? You gotta right. you gotta go at him right away, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, if you're yeah. the Lakers, how much do you try to protect him in this first round?
1: You can not protect him. They're eight seed or seven seed. Mm-hmm. He has to he has to play. But yeah, he's, but remember the Jazz sh- just shoot out threes. They don't do a lot of uh, dribble drive a lot.
0: But that's what I mean though, Marvin. You do you, you, you do you just keep doing that, or do you have to put the ball on the deck and test LeBron? Like you test him. Yourself? I think yeah, Joe Ingles,
1: guard him and Hill guard. I think Joe Engels is a guy here he'll guard, he'll guard mm-hmm. because he, you know, he's a he's a prodder. He'll poke at LeBron. He'll you know he'll do little dirt little dirty stuff to to get on mm-hmm. LeBron, and and he'll be the one who tests that who tested yeah. that ankle out. I think they'll do that. And then and they got some other players that, that like a Royce O'Neal type player, that can come in and give them problems, make them you know dribble around, make LeBron James move on defense. But you can always can play zone. You know, the Lakers do a lot of zone for size. Ah, oh, you can't play zone against the Jazz, though. <laughs> no,
3: <Nah, nah. laughs>
2: do shoot you out
3: of it. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll shoot you out of it.
0: Um,
1: and they'll shoot you back in it, too. So, I mean, that's...
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's wild. Um, I mean, given the fields now out West that I realize it's, it's way it's, it's, but given the fields out West, do you guys have a feel for who you think is going to come out of the West? Um, or do you still think it's, it's too early in the playoffs? You know, obviously the playoffs by the time they show air, the playoffs will just have gotten underway. Do you feel in your gut, there's a team that's going to come out of the West or are you still kind of uncertain? I particularly feel like it could still go a couple different ways. Um, but is there anything that you're seeing that you're saying I feel like this team is going to be there in the end run a tape from last year I'm gonna pick the clippers okay yep yeah.
3: same they they're just sitting too pretty right now I, I mm. mean it, top three teams I just don't trust entirely so I'll saying clippers uh <laughs> we're, we're gonna hope for the emergence of playoff team yeah uh, yeah <laughs> know kawhi gonna do his thing but uh we'll we'll see i mean that team is it's it's built it just feels just feel like it should be their
0: year they it 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 has to be their year like this this is so regardless of how many press conferences playoff piece sits in and says we weren't built to win and win now we all know that's bullshit like if you don't win this year now who who do you blame it on you blew it last year last year you were built to win i don't again you can sit in the press conference p and give me all the excuses you want but you were built to win you didn't do it bottom line you came up short you didn't do it you blamed it on doc rivers you ran doc out of town not saying P specifically although i think he had did have a hand in that but the team you know ran doc out of town we see how well that went because we'll talk about the east in a minute and doc sitting at the one seed with his team um but and then now you're sitting at four at a four seed in a very favorable position like they have to win right or we start pointing fingers internally and say well this was fun but it's time to break up the band and start anew right i mean clearly you keep Kawhi, but it, do, do you guys agree that like they yep. have to, in order this current clipper team has to do it this year or this to me this is their last chance yep, blow it up that's currently constructed yeah they have to load up. and do you even bother keeping Tyrone low or do you, I mean you i I don't think so. I think I no, no no matter unless they win the championship, I think they're looking for a new head coach anyway. I think they're looking for a more high profile head coach. That's just me personally. because um, yeah, if they don't win, I think you have the out again of saying, oh we had all this talent and we didn't win so again it's back to coaching.
3: yeah, you put it like that I mean eh, i I'd, I'd but if I'm if I'm asking for him to, for him to have one more year, then why am I asking for it to be blown up if they lose? So I guess, yep, just, uh, I, go to the top, bottom, blow it up.
1: I, I don't. I, I think so. Cause you said you made a comment earlier saying that you'll blown up except for Leonard. I don't know. I think I just
0: think I and I only say that just because they've invested so much. Like that's the only reason why. I mean. Th- I think if they
1: lose this year and depends on how they lose Leonard sure. might be on the, the block. because then you, you, there's two years in a row where depends on how they lose last year they both choked it wasn't just playoff P in that fourth quarter yeah, Leonard, yeah. Was, was, Leonard was bad too and if mm-hmm. they lose the same way this year you gotta start saying to yourself Do we want, he's, he's a drama queen you know he sits out every other game he needs mm-hmm. to play only 30 minutes a game for 10 straight you know you, you start you start uh, questioning him mm-hmm. and if you can't give it to, if you can't help us in the playoffs then we don't we don't, you're not really selling tickets, you know, so mm-hmm. let's let's break this band up and, and get some star power in here. They can win.
0: One last question before we jump to the East, because I really do want to get to the East. And I knew that this obviously was going to be heavy Western conference, but I, I want to get to the East um, in a second. But do you guys feel that the, let, let me get your, your take on it. Does the MVP, come out of the west and do you feel that it really is a race between jokic and curry or is there anybody else you think that you could potentially see as bringing home the mvp this year uh
3: i think it is between those two i think it uh my opinion is it's going to be jokic i think he's throwing together a great season not that the other participants haven't but i think he just shined the most and i mean the season think- the record
0: And I think the fact that he played every game is also going to weigh into that. This guy did not miss an entire game this season. Um, So... So Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's why
0: he's going to win it. I would... If 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 If
1: Joel didn't miss a mini game, I would have had Joel. Yeah,
0: and and, and that's what I'm saying. Between Joel and Embiid, and granted injuries happen, but Embiid missed games, and Steph missed some games. Um, But other than that, yeah, I mean, I feel feel that that's going to be what puts uh, Jokic over the top the fact that he didn't miss a game um but again you know I'm, I'm i'm sure steph put a little uh fuel on the fire today with the performance he had but i just i, I think ultimately it goes to the joker all right let's get to the east because i want to get to the east and um i'm gonna i'm gonna need need marvin's help here especially when we, we talk about the, the the playoff games the playing games there at the bottom and then i'm gonna need him help i need his help for two reasons. Number one, I'm gonna need him to run me through the breakdown again, of who plays <laughs> what and who wins. But then, I'm gonna need him to talk to me about a team that he keeps keeps telling me about. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and, and I'm like, every time I, I I sit in front of the TV and and I try to see what he's seeing, and and I'm like. Ah, uh-huh.
1: you're not gonna so- make the freaking playoff <laughs>
0: right. oh. so so talk to me all right let, let me do let me I'll, I'll give you the breakdown and then you can explain the plan. so out out in the east, uh, this is this is locked in. The East, we know, is locked in. Uh, number one seed, Philadelphia 76ers. Number two seed, the Brooklyn Nets. Number three seed, the Milwaukee Bucks. Four seed, the New York Knicks. Five seed, the Atlanta Hawks. Six seed, the Houston, uh, Houston the Miami Heat. Seventh seed, the Boston Celtics. Eighth seed, the Washington Wizards. Ninth seed, uh, the Indiana Pacers. And number 10 seed, the Charlotte Hornets. So, play-ins are Boston D.C., Indiana, and Charlotte. So, Marvin, let's let's go through this again. So, seven versus eight, right? We
1: are, yeah, we're Celtics.
0: So, so Boston, Boston and Wizards, and then Pacers and Hornets, and then the loser of Celtics and Wizards plays the winner of Pacers and Hornets for the eighth seed, correct? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. All right. So, I'll do the same thing as I did before. <laughs> you don't have to give me a breakdown yet. Um, Marvin,
1: <laughs> Celtics, Wizards, who wins that game? So check this out. I'm gonna say the Wizards, but I got a, I got a, <laughs> I got a plan for this.
0: All right, hold I'm your plan. To... Hold your plan for a second. Right. Wizards All is gonna right. win. Again. All right, and hold your. You, I'll let you get to your plan in a second. But uh Pacers, Hornets, who wins? Hornets. Okay, Terrence, <laughs> Celtics, Wizards, who wins? Uh, Celtics. Okay. Pacers, Hornets, who wins?
3: I, I'm going to pick the Pacers.
0: Okay. Marvin, the floor is yours. <laughs>
1: so here's my plan with this <laughs> Wizards beat the Celtics. They become the seventh seed to play the Nets. The okay. Nets win that game. Celtics, Philly, first round. History of that series. Phil, uh, Celtics own Philly. <laughs> Celtics own Philly. That's your first round upset right there. Celtics, <laughs> Philly, upset. Oh, God. You can't Book see how it. hard I'm laughing right now. Market, you know <laughs> Book market. <it>. Market.
0: <laughs> All right. So, so in this, in, uh, so wait, who did you pick in the other? well it doesn't it doesn't matter because you have I'll the celtics Crowley. winning you pick charlotte okay yep. um all right so <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right.
0: so celtics celtics 76ers um what happens if the Celtics let me ask you this marvin if the celtics should stay at seven and have to play Brooklyn. Are we booking anything there?
1: (laughs) I'm booking, it will go six
0: or seven games. Really? You still have that much faith in the 36 and 36, 500 Boston Celtics. Only
1: because the Nets, when I say the Nets play zero, (laughs) and I do mean they play zero defense. You always got a fighter's chance against Brooklyn because they play.
0: okay and i'll give you that and and tatum tatum can be spectacular but tell me what else what else would so in a in a 76ers or a nets matchup what else would the celtics as a team need to do besides Tatum? because tatum who else tell me who else needs to step up obviously kimball walker right (laughs) Uh, <laughs> I'll <have> Walker. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, i just i don't uh, terrence what's your thought on the celtics i and i'm not do- i'm not dogging <sighs> on you marvin i'm not i'm i i want the celtics to be good i like this team i i want them to be good but every time i just watch them I'm like something's not right just something's not right i don't know if their coach has just lost his passion um I said, as I said on the show the other day or last week with Saul, who, who knows? Like I was literally just spitballing, but you know, if if the Bucks fire their head coach, is, is he the next head coach of the Bucks? Like I I don't know, I don't know what's going on there in, in Boston, but something something just isn't sitting right to me, at least.
3: Yeah, they're you know they're probably just tired of hearing his voice, maybe you know it's because and for them it's like a few years ago, like when he did start coaching and they were kind of on the rise and he just kind of felt mm-hmm. like this is their time this is their window but now it feels like hell the window's closing because
0: which is wild is,
3: right like yeah everybody else is getting better it's like oh it's like it's not all you know it's cracked up to be
0: but i mean they've got they got the stud in tatum they signed kemba walker you know they've got some other good players they've got you know 15 billion draft picks like what i
3: his know. voice, yeah, I think he it's, it's,
0: it's, I want it's, him to be better. Like I want him to be better, but that's my thought process. I'm starting to wonder if he's lost the locker room. No
1: like, I don't think he's lost the locker room. I think, mm-hmm. I think. So part of it is, I remember years ago when we talked about Danny Ainge, and mm-hmm. you know, we said it. Uh, it was a few years ago. We said we said that he was a, not a good GM, mm-hmm. but we was looking at all oh, hit all these draft picks. All that I'll stuff.
0: tell you, I, I don't know he if. You... And I'm not I'm not putting you on the spot Marvin but I don't, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode or not but Saul directly pointed the finger at Danny Ainge. Saul it's thinks problem, that Dan, Danny Ainge is the problem right now with the Celtics. But you know, I I don't I don't know because he did put together a good team. It's just not doing anything.
1: Well, the team that the team that was really good 3 years ago fit Brad Stevens' mm-hmm. system. He had he had bigs that can go outside and shoot yes. and post up. He had he had Horford, that was that perfect uh, mm-hmm. four for. great yeah. Yep. And then he surrounded with just shooters. He also, I think the Kimba Walker experiment kind of hurt them because I think they were winning by by with numbers. They had Rozier and Smart back there. Yes, in uh, backcourt mm-hmm. to c- combine, they're 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 really good point guards. Separate, they're not good, but together they're good. And then you bring in Kimba. Kimba's a ball dominant mid range point mm-hmm. guard. Stevens won't number three point shooters that's not kim yeah. walker's game kim walker game is is mid-range so i think i think you're trying to put a you know a square peg in a round hole with, with some of these players and it's and it's caught up to them
0: mm-hmm. yeah and, and you could be right because it that was a lot of um what saw was uh alluding to last week too was a lot of the um a lot of the bench players and and a lot of the kind of great guys that uh, the Celtics have let go over the last two seasons, and and some of the decisions that they made. I mean, he straight up saw said last week he didn't think Kemba Walker going to Boston was a good move. He would have rather them stay uh, the the way they had things. So, um, it, it's just interesting. I, I mean, I want the Celtics to be good. It just uh, and who knows, maybe they will put it together, and and maybe maybe they'll make make a playoff run here. Um, it's just. Uh, it's just interesting um I think the bottom is interesting because I mean you've got the Wizards who who are hot and and they've got Beal you know they're they're going into this play-in game hot um but talk about hot how about the Hornets um and I'll go ahead and give him give him some love because he is family um as Grant is having a freaking phenomenal season Uh, I mean he is having a (laughs) phenomenal season um and you know it's crazy because we've we've made fun of kind of I I know I have at least um MJ has yet to put anything good on the court uh since being in Charlotte and now he's finally got at least some some I'm not saying this is a great team that he's putting on the floor but uh it's clearly the best team under his regime right I mean, talent can, wise, at be, least. or or hope prospect wise i guess maybe hope wise this is probably the best team he's got on the floor right
3: yeah you know i mean be i be, think
0: uh, i think terrence uh, i mean i think marvin's boy is still injured again right um hayward yeah,
2: nah, yeah <laughs> hey would Hayward's
0: Hayward's hurt but you know but you, there's, you there's you some potential the there the you got the rookie yeah. of the year and you got
3: a uh, biz mag he's mm-hmm. on there They know how to pick them yeah give them a lot of money
0: um it's they you know charlotte's charlotte's on the charlotte's on the rise they could mess around and find themselves uh in 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 the playoffs um they would have to you know they'd have to win first and then they've they have the hardest road obviously at 10 seed. um they'd, they'd have to win first and then they'd have to either knock off um the wizards or Marvin's Celtics who are apparently going to pull a first round upset of the Philadelphia 76ers they So they the Sixers. Let's go. Own. Book it. Let's go to the city of brotherly love and speculate should they not play the Celtics in the first round and they should be able to advance. How serious do we take Philadelphia 76ers as a one seed? This is a franchise the last few years that has not lived up to their playoff potential no matter what seed they are so now as a one seed why should we believe that this year is any different should we believe this year is any different this is i feel a big opportunity for doc rivers because there too he has had some playoff flops he has an opportunity now as well to prove himself um joella bead we all know this guys, listen, as as much as we joke and everything else. We're all fathers. We know how becoming a father can motivate you. This is clearly the best season that Joel Embiid has had. Part of I'll speak on my behalf, part of my frustration is I always knew this kid had this and he just never unleashed it and it used to frustrate the piss out of me. Um now he is finally <laughs> playing to his potential. Um Simmons is like I said on last week's show. Simmons is going to do Simmons things whatever that may be but how how serious should we take this Philadelphia team as a one seed granted again that's if they don't play Boston in the first round uh I, you you
3: you should still take them serious with Embiid, i wonder how much of that i know he was he's not injury prone i don't want to put that on him but
2: well he was <laughs> He
3: was injured, and then you know the you know how much of that is coaching, just saying, "Hey, defer to Ben or uh or the or the thief uh, Tobias mm-hmm. Harris, uh, you know, defer <laughs> to them." But I think um, I, I can't even say much like the Clippers. This is a team built to win, but they have the right pieces there to go to the conference finals, or or and or go to the finals.
0: It's got to be conference finals or bust, right? Gotta be for them. Right. Gotta so, be. Uh Go ahead, Marvin.
1: So if they get past so the one eight seed, they should they should they should win. I mean, if, if they're playing eight the seed, they should win it. Let's say they get past my Celtics, right? Their next mm-hmm. matchup is New York or Atlanta. So mm-hmm. that that should be a five or six game series, and getting they should mm-hmm. be they should be in the finals. They should be. They right? should be yep. in the Western Conference or in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's. Yep. And then depending on. How that series goes would determine what you need to do with that team next
0: year. Yeah, I'm not saying finals are bust, um, because I don't think you can in the Eastern Conference. Like I don't, I don't think for any of these top three teams, at least, you can really say finals are bust because you can say conference finals are bust. But I don't think it's a necessarily a finals are bust situation. Maybe a little bit more pressure on Brooklyn because of all the bank accounts. Um, but again, I don't think. If for some reason, and we'll talk about Brooklyn now, if for some First, reason Brooklyn let me, doesn't. Let
1: me mention something Yep. This is the wrong year for Milwaukee not to have the best seed. <laughs> this is right. The year they <laughs>
0: have the right. Right. I talked about Milwaukee a lot on last week's show, and we'll 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 get to them in a bit. Um. So Brooklyn, clearly, I mean, don't get me wrong. In our heads, it seems like it should be finals or bust for Brooklyn, but. I don't think that it's not like they're going to blow this team up if they don't make the finals this year. Are there going to be, you know, maybe some sad faces? Is, um, I feel like there was some kind of bet. I don't, I got to go back and listen to old shows now. Ricardo made some kind of bet, right? If they make it to the finals or something, I don't know. Um, uh, there was, he had something. Uh, it's a jersey
1: he has to get, right? I mean, he gotta, right? He, something. You know, the jersey's coming yeah. back out or something, <laughs> he has to do yeah. something,
0: right? Um, so that's how confident he is. But in all honesty, and I'm being real here when I say this, I, don't to me i still feel like i don't have a good temperature of this team yet i feel like i feel like if they're all together they're gonna be like the avengers but i still don't really know that for sure because i really haven't seen them all together yet this season uh in multiple different facets they're all good and they're all great you you put you know harden and kyrie on the floor together great you put harden and, and durant on the floor together great um you know, you mix them and interchangeable and, and great. Um, you know, and you, 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 you get, um, what's his name? Uh, Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin with the McLovin's, you know, with the (laughs) McLovin Jordans on, um, you know, but you know, you've got all these, these pieces there. Um, but then I'm going to bring it up and I brought it up on last week's show. and, And, and you guys tell me this, um, because again, I'm, I'm, I'm knocking doc rivers, right. On some playoff flops and everything else. um, But Docs won a championship. But, you know, but again, there's been some time. Last year, perfect example. Clippers, playoff flop. Um, Are we trusting, and I'm going to say this, coaching-wise, I feel that as they advance and as we get deeper into the playoffs, the X's and O's, I feel, personally, are coming from Dan Tony, not Steve Nash. Do we really trust him down the stretch in a big playoff push, (laughs) coaching-wise? It uh, uh, does coaching, on a whole, come into question for Brooklyn at any point in these playoffs? Do you think could could potentially be a derailer for them?
1: If they, their second round matchup would be would come
0: to,
1: depending what they play in the second round, uh, I think Miami's going to put a lot of coaching pressure on them if they play Miami. Uh, I'm not a Eric fan, but I think Eric Spoelstra put a lot of pressure. <laughs> <on them. laughs>
0: the AV guy, the AV guy. I'm,
3: I'm going on record saying Miami wins that series uh, against Milwaukee. I, I just, uh, outside of uh, the Greek freak, and who uh, was who it? Uh, uh, Drew Holiday? Uh, I don't think it's enough. you going like Huh? Well, Middleton. Like okay.
0: Middleton. So Middleton. It's Middleton is Middleton. akin to a playoff team. Right. And I talked about this last week. Middleton needs to step up. Like, Middleton. In order for Milwaukee to make the finals, which I again I don't think is impossible. I really don't. This is a really good Milwaukee team, um, and I felt like they should. I I love the addition of Drew Holiday. Like I felt this team should be better this year, um, but it all kind of boils down to Middleton, right? Like their they're, playing they're play. We the freak is going to be the freak. This team is going to be the team that they are, but they don't. I feel like it all it. it it boils down to Middleton. And we we always talk about, you know, to be fair, we always bang on Paul George. I feel like Middleton is right there with Playoff P um, to get, in, you know, the the playoff nickname there because he, we all know, I mean, he no-showed last year. Um, and, and I feel like he's really got to step up. Now, he's been playing well, but it's been the regular season. So what, what do you, Marvin, what are your... I wasn't fully done talking about Brooklyn, but we can bounce back and forth here. Um, what, what, what do you think about the Bucks?
1: Um, yeah, it come down to Chris Milton. I looked at the last couple of playoff series that they played in. Chris Milton averaged some like 11 points a game, something crazy like that. That that's mm-hmm. not good enough for your, two, your 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 second leading scorer to play that bad. I think the Milwaukee, I think Miami matchup is just a bad matchup because they can spread you out and and. They can get Brooke Lopez out the game. Mm-hmm. But they can they can play a zone up on on Giannis and make him shoot from the outside. He's not the best outside shooter, so it's a bad matchup for Milwaukee. Uh, I think I think they I think they got, got dogfight. Like, I'm with Terrence. I actually I, I think Miami can win that series. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of I'm a favorite Milwaukee just because Miami's a six seed for a reason. But hell, they were what a five seed last year. They, they, yeah, they, so they, I can see it matter. But they made a run. Yep. But you never know Milwaukee. i mean I, milwaukee has to break through sooner or later
0: right like and again i talked about this last week what saw like the east was you know we talk about boston and we just kind of believe we just kind of felt like oh in the next few years like you know it's going to be boston the east is going to be boston's but the reality is the east should be milwaukee he's <laughs> like yeah. it should have been milwaukee like they're in a three four win three or four year window which i feel like we're on year four now that if it if it doesn't happen this year it's and we all know i mean we all know if they lose if if they don't make it to the finals i i think i, I think in order for uh, bludenhauser is that his name to keep yeah, his job team. he's got to make it to the finals he might get a stay of execution if he makes it to the finals and loses but i feel like he's got to make it to the finals and if he goes out in the first round in Miami, he's definitely looking for a job. Um, <laughs> okay, but, and there then b- what else do you do? I mean, then then there too. I mean, you've got to start looking at making personnel changes, right? Because you've got to say, well, right, well, how do we compete with with the Sixers and, and the Nets moving forward? Like, you know, you got, you got to do something. You just signed Giannis to a huge contract. He's, like I said last week, he's probably sitting in a room somewhere going, fudge. Um, you know you got to do something, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta blow it up. It's because he's been there. Yeah, he's been there at least what seven years, seven eight years. Yeah, he's been there for a while since he left Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I mean, uh, I if he if he makes second round, yeah, maybe another year. But yeah, first round exit. Nah, he's get get his bags packed. He's gone second round be, would be a loss for Brooklyn so
1: I guess I won't be too bad because that's a
0: loaded team yeah right. yeah and I think it depends how you lose yeah you know there I think it depends how you lose I just I don't I you know but there too I talked about this on last week's show you know they're so quick because again the rumors have started with him losing his Javis but you know who's who's the guy that you're going to replace someone like who's the who's you know there's no and, and I said this on last week's show you know who's the who's the Doc Rivers that you can you know last year Philly got lucky there was a Doc Rivers out there you know what I mean? Right. But like who's who's the guy, who's the big name that you can replace him with? I mean Jack
1: Van Gundy and Mark Jackson are still out there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean Saul seems to think that they might try Jason Kidd again. And I'm like, oh yeah. but who knows? I mean, it's wild. I you know, I I don't know. I think it I think it will be interesting to see what happens with in, in Boston because if they do change head coaches, I could easily see him winding up in Milwaukee. Um but, I think um, he'll love you know, uh,
1: he'll, the talent that's in Milwaukee. Brad Stevens will definitely moke because that, that right? That's like, right. I
0: think Boston has lost their
1: <laughs> yeah they've lost that toughness that, that they used to have, mm-hmm. and I think Milwaukee has that toughness mentality.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think whether whether he whether he whether he retains his job or not with the Celtics, I, if I'm Milwaukee, I still think I pick up the phone. I think Brad Stevens is very high on my list because exactly of what you just said, Marvin. I feel that he fits the current personnel and the current style that they play and then yes then that's your big hire and then okay maybe that makes sense why you you made this move but uh, we'll see there's a lot to be said and done there yet um an intriguing matchup to me um that four five matchup between new york and atlanta um two young teams two teams that well maybe not atlanta i feel like atlanta we kind of maybe i'm wrong i felt like at the end of last season we kind of felt that um Atlanta would be a lower cusp, you know, uh, playoff team that could make some noise kind of on, on the rise. Clearly, the, the Knicks have come out of nowhere uh, all the way up to a four seed. They will have home court advantage, um, which is wild to think when you think about how much we make fun of fun <laughs> of the Knicks. But again, like I said, Thibodeau definitely doing a, a, a coach of the year type job um, in New York. He got the right pieces right now. Um, what do you guys think about that matchup between between Atlanta and New York?
3: Um, I'm taking... if I I would say Knicks in six just because of Thibodeau's resume, but Thibodeau also has a history of running his players to the ground. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So by playoff time, it's just like they're kind of gassed, but they have enough talent to beat Atlanta. Um, Atlanta just... I think they're just missing a few pieces. They have... uh, try to put some put some things around uh trey young do the knicks have
0: a stopper for trey though no that's that's what makes me a little uncomfortable about that series for the knicks right kind of makes me lean towards atlanta just a little
3: no they don't have a stopper for him but i mean i mean he just has an off night two or three Mm -hmm. games you know that's two or three games in your belt you just you you take the hits from him and uh they got the other young shooter uh his name escapes me now, but they got him, and then they got Colin. So they got pieces, but I just don't think they have enough to beat the Knicks. Not not this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Marvin, your take on that series?
3: Yeah, I, um,
1: I think this is a this this is a a great t- uh, typical type team because it's no superstars on this team. So yeah. everyone on this team is journeyman.
2: So mm-hmm. they
1: so they know that this is how their their bread is butter. They have to play hard. They have to scrap.
2: Mm-hmm. They don't
1: have a, a KD that they can rely on. They have to all. They have to all go, go out there and play hard. Uh, I think they might not have necessarily have a one on one stopper to Trey Young, but they have a good team defensive concept, and they got you know they got no uh, no uh, Noel uh, Norling's Noel mm-hmm. back there the block shots. You got a beast with Randall inside, so I, I'm picking the Knicks to win this in five or six, just because Atlanta still relies on. I know this is a jump. I always go back to easy buckets, or it's still the recipe. Unless you are the Golden State Warriors, it's still mm-hmm. the recipe to win basketball games. And the, the the Hawks take too many threes still to yeah. me. They don't have yeah. somebody who can get you an easy basket. And Randall can get you an easy basket for the Knicks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, Randall is, is definitely playing um, at a high level. kind of goes, you know, it, i kind of bring it back up again it's sort of the joel Embiid thing you know randall uh, you know you become a father and then sometimes it motivates you and we clearly see him playing motivated basketball but you know we always knew there was potential with randall there you know there too um, you know but is it coming you know he had that injury his first year in the league and um so you know the knicks the knicks have found themselves some guys who again they aren't superstars but you know are are some talented players or again Thibodeau pairs up with Rose again and, and gets is getting the most out of him that he can. Um do you think um do you think RJ Barrett starts to emerge as a future star in these playoffs in this first round?
1: I hope so. I mean he has a talent. He just to me he's too much of a volume scorer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like he doesn't get his shots he doesn't look easy when he scores. It look like he has to work for for a bucket and eventually that takes his toll on you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think, but he's, he's, he's a young player. He's only like 21 22, Yeah, you know? yeah. So it can get, but I, I think that they're going to revolve around Randall,
0: what Randall does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and as they should, I mean, I, you know, as, as, as they should, there's, there's no question that he's there. He's their stud. Um, Let's go back. Let's let's keep it in the big apple. Um, Let's go back and talk about Brooklyn a little more. Um. Clearly, on paper, this team should win the championship. On paper. Mm-hmm. How likely do you think that is? Uh, what are some flaws that you see? What are some strengths that you see? What are some flaws that you see? And how likely is it that this is the team we're looking at come when? Uh, when is this going to end now in July or whenever this ends? Um, but um, talk to me a little bit about Brooklyn.
3: Um, <clears throat> I think, uh, of course, like Margaret said, they play zero defense. Mm-hmm. So, of course, that's a flaw. But the strength, I mean, if they all get healthy, they're all locked in. Um, they can run 140, 150 a night, you know. But it just depends on uh, your egos. And, you know, if Kid Kyrie, AKA Flat Earth, if he starts getting <laughs> his feelings. And, um, <laughs> but, I mean,. So the strengths are the scoring, uh, Steve Nash coaching. I'm not entirely sold on, but I think the talent alone has enough to carry them to the finals. Um, they should make it, and like you said, on paper they're uh, paper champs. But uh, I mean, we'll see. Like I, I think it all boils down to Flat Earth and him burning sage or whatever he does. Uh, <laughs> You know, Scott's the head case. Anyway, uh, you know, just because he's locked in and he's going, because KD's going to do his thing. Blake knows his role. I mean, the guys know, you they know, they, they know their role. Harden, he doesn't have to score 40 or 50 a night. You know, he can just kind of sit back and dish and do his thing. So uh, to me, it all boils down to Kyrie. We'll see. Marvin? Except the flat Earth, you can say flat Earth,
1: Sage, Ramadan, cop-free Palestine, <laughs> <laughs> birthday
0: <laughs> birthday parties. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: he's talking about he's not really worried about basketball. He's worried about you know boards. like you know sometimes you got to stay in your lane. I understand you can speak out against stuff that's going on in the world. By, by all means, do it, but you also got to put things in perspective. You're, you, this is your job now. You, whatever you say is not
2: going to well, stop I mean, Le- Le-
0: Lebron Lebron does it and and still stays focused on basketball. Right? I mean.
2: Yeah, right, LeBron, LeBron talks about yeah.
0: social issues all the time, and still yeah, but LeBron James
1: out. plays wins. I mean, Kyrie <laughs> has not done any. this is <laughs> Kyrie Irving. This is his first year on the winning team without LeBron,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you still have your legs. So you got to you got to make your mark here and in, in, in basketball. You got you also got a job to do here. And when it takes mm-hmm. you away from your job, then you're a detriment to your team. You gotta be able to do both. If you can't do both, then you either gotta give up one or give up the other. But saying all that, if he if he plays the way he can play, Brooklyn is gonna be up if they go score one fifty, can you score one fifty one to beat them? I mean that that's what mm-hmm. that, that's yeah. that's what I'm down to.
0: Yeah. Um who's a threat in the east to knock off Brooklyn? The most legit in your opinion, the most legit threat to knock off Brooklyn. I Who's the threat to do what? Who's the most legit threat to knock off Brooklyn and East to stop them from going to the finals?
1: Milwaukee and Philly, I think. Milwaukee, Philly, and Miami. Okay. I yeah. think Milwaukee matches up well with Brooklyn because they have, you know, other teams got answers for Giannis. Mm-hmm. They have no answer for Giannis. When they try to go big, he, you know, he eats, <laughs> yeah, uh, he eats their big up and then.
0: Yeah, you know, he'll pull. He'll, play he'll pull their guys out. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and I think I think that's a good matchup now. Can Milwaukee score enough points in seven mm-hmm. games to be broken? Well, out and
0: that. Well, are there. But it goes back to our earlier point, right? More, it goes back to our earlier point. They're gonna need to score a lot of points, so they're gonna need Middleton to score a lot of points. Like they're gonna need scoring in order for them to, you know, in order for for Milwaukee to make it out of the East. They're they're gonna need scoring.
1: I do th- do think Philly. I think Brooklyn and Philly matchup because Philly I, can can slow down, and slow Brooklyn down because of their size.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like they can actually walk the ball up and throw it down to Joel and beat and slow the game down. So mm-hmm. naturally, that slows the game down. Other teams don't have. And that. I
0: think they will to that point. Oh, I think they,
1: they will. <laughs> they better if yeah. Philly tries to run with Brooklyn. that your coach will get fired during the playoffs. Yeah. Right, Doc Rivers will get fired yeah. during the playoffs if he tries to go out there and run because they don't have enough shooters, and you don't yeah. want to run when you got Dwell and Embiid. Walk the ball up mm-hmm. and post up Simmons too. I mean, if, if they post up both Simmons and Embiid and just mm-hmm. slow the game down, make make Brooklyn yeah. play yeah. defense and make Brooklyn. Then you making Brooklyn in the fourth quarter have to make jump shots with tired legs because you're playing defense. Mm-hmm. For, for
0: yeah, I, I mean, looking at it, even even across the league, I mean, I think there are. Gosh, I don't even know. I'm trying to think teams that could match Brooklyn scoring wise across the league. And I mean, maybe clearly I think before, before the Murray injury, I think Denver probably could have matched scoring the jazz, wise, but the jazz can score, the jazz can score right? Um, I mean, the Lakers. I score. mean, I guess He's Phoenix, the Lakers. Layup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to take, you're right, Marvin. It's going to take scoring. Um, you know, luckily, uh, you know, like you said, the Nets don't play defense, so you'll have the opportunity to. Um, but uh, it, it's so who uh, give me give me a uh, give me a pick out of the East. Who's What are you guys thinking out of the East?
3: Uh, <laughs> Dirty bastard, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. Bru- Brooklyn wins the conference finals in six games that so goes on to the finals.
0: Mm. Um. Is it is it hard? I, I had this conversation with Saul last week. I don't know why throw seedings every every throw everything out the window. It is just hard for me to not say Nets Lakers. Um, but again, I think so much of that depends. There's so many variables, right? Like LeBron's got to be healthy. Um, uh, we got to find out if this is really an ankle sprain or something more. KD's hamstring or, or, or not KD. um, Hard- AD's. Yeah. I mean, for that so, Matt, Matt, yeah. Harden's, yeah. Harden's hamstring or, or groin, but same thing with AD, AD's hamstring or groin. Um, you know, Kyrie's got to keep his head in the game. Like there's, there's a lot of variables. Um, uh, you know, the Lakers got, the Lakers got to make it into the playoffs from the play in series. Um, there's just a lot, but I, I, I don't know. Um, it just—it's weird. Again, throw throw seeding out. It just—if all things are equal and they're healthy, it's just hard for me not to say Brooklyn, LA. Um, clearly, the Clippers are going to have something to say about that. I feel. Um, but
1: the Clippers, I think so, that's going to be a good series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because sleepers can score too yeah. against that team. <laughs> they can score. <laughs> <against them>. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be a great matchup because it won't be any defense play. Like. If Paul George can't score 25 plus against the Nets when he's getting guarded by Harden at times and he's getting switched with Joe Harris on him and stuff, he still can't score 25 plus. He's never going to win.
0: Yeah, and I, 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 I agree. Well, um, fellas, it's it's been fun as always. It's been fascinating. It's fun to uh, kind of live. You know, the games haven't started yet, so this is our yeah. opportunity to kind of live on Fantasy Island and. Um, you know prognosticate what we think is is going to happen uh we were all pretty much dead wrong last year right nobody got it right <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we were all we were all dead wrong um but um what what we'll do is um closer to the finals we'll we'll circle the wagons probably what what I'll do here in in a bit um once we're into the playoffs I will have uh, ricardo and should you join us and 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 we'll get their thoughts and then once we get closer to the finals we'll all kind of reconvene and uh have our big powwow here and see how right or wrong um we were and then eventually kind of kind of pick maybe what maybe once we get maybe once we get to the conference finals we'll reconvene everybody and uh when we're down to four teams <laughs> we'll shorten the window of us getting it wrong <laughs> <And> of, right <laughs> of those four teams uh you know we, we can pick who's going to the finals and, and and who's gonna win um but it's been a a pleasure as always i thank you guys for coming on um we'll hear back from you soon uh, marvin i probably will have you on sooner than later most definitely because we got to talk dark side of the ring and a and e wrestling documentaries um so You'll probably be back before you know it, um, but Thanks. I appreciate you having you guys on as always.
2: Thanks for having us.
0: Uh, no, no, no problem. Go enjoy the rest of your evening, fellas. All right. Now, you too. Hi,
1: this is Matt Farragher. You might remember me from your visit to Epcot Center circa 2000-2001. I'd like to talk with you about my favorite brand of vegetarian chili, but first let me tell you about my favorite podcast hosted by someone named Todd. You're listening to random thoughts and best regards available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. Go listen and laugh.
0: Today's random thought. You can't solve a problem till you ask the right question. And that's today's random thought. all right that is gonna do it for another episode of random thoughts and the best regards i want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to the show this week i would also like to give a big thank you to marvin and terrence for joining the show and having some fun and uh, bringing the insight when it comes to the nba playoffs which get underway this week uh, lots of knowledge drop there by marvin and t and i appreciate them coming on and spending some time with us and uh making me laugh and having a good time as always i always love what those guys bring to the show as well as everybody else who joins us and makes this show just that much better i could not do it without them uh so i thank everyone who appears on this show and i thank them for their contributions uh other than that, that's all I got this week. That's that's going to do it. Uh, tune in next week. We will have another great episode. Uh, you keep coming back. I'll keep cranking them out. Uh, that's That's the promise here on Random Thoughts and Best Regards. So until then. Remember, tomorrow is a new day with no mistakes. Stay positive, test negative. Do what you know is right, regardless of the choices others make. Say I love you, stay safe, stay healthy, and be kind to one another. Don't count the days, make the days count. Remember to look down the side streets, because that's where the best stories are. And when you come to the fork in the road, take it. Thanks for listening to my dad's show.